gender fluent mosquitoes. Frodo is baggins. Like Cliff and Candle for the holidays. No, no, there's not. Candle, can you believe it is the damn holidays? Already it's the holidays. I'm already in a holiday. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't. Can you believe? Can you believe? It's Christmas. Uh, I can't believe we're here at the Good Time Station either. I would have never believed that we would be here to perform. If you're in Busheltown, watch it on your digital antenna. It's 7.6. And so, I don't know. It's a lo- it? one of the local affiliates, affiliate, an affiliate of the affiliate. And so, they're doing a telethon here for the benefit of people who suffer with toe fungus. Kendall, it's just, when you talk about suffering, you got to put them on the list. Toe suffering. Yeah. You got the well, suffering with the toes and the fungus. Everyone was wondering, will anybody ever do anything about it? Somebody finally did. Uh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn and her ladies uh, 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 league, they all got together and decided to, to, to do something about it and to have this telethon. Yes, Bull, the Busheltown Ladies League, they have, uh, what's another cause? They've taken up the mantle for and they are just going to do away with toe fungus if it's up to them. What will they fix next? What will they fix <laughs> Next. Who knows, Kendall, but this show is not about what Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn and her friends are going to fix next. And it's not about the snacks we're going to fix next. This is (laughs) about, this is the, we mentioned before briefly that it is the holidays or the Christmas time, as some folks call it. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Fun for all, what Cliff and Kendall call their favorite time of year. Kendall, also, uh, not a plug, an unsolicited testimonial. If you're looking for a new (laughs) Christmas album that has come out this year and you can't get any of my Christmas singles, more on those later. If you can't get your hands on any of those, you need to get, and you specifically, Kendall, I'm talking to you, you need to get the Christian Chenoweth new Christmas album. She's got a new one this year. Oh, I did. I saw that that was going to come out. I didn't know it was out yet. Out. I'll have to take a listen. It's coming out. It's already out. And it's already good. Kendall, it's called Happiness Is Christmas and she's pulled a cliff. She's reworded an old song. <laughs> and she is singing. It's to the tune of the song, you know, from Good Man Charlie Brown, Happiness Happiness is, is a pencil. Right. But now it's very watching yeah. the snowflakes. It's, a, oh, but it's yeah, perfect. It's a great song. So, she's done it again, Kendall. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Get it. Go to your nearest Target and say, why the fuck don't you carry CDs and DVDs anymore? And then order it from Amazon. <laughs> And then go home dejected and order it. Mm. That's lovely, Cliff. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, but. But. Also, not what this episode is about. No, a big old but. No, yeah. If it's about something way more dastardly mm. and dangerous, it's those 
Christmas villains. <laughs> oh, who? Why? How could a anybody countdown. be a villain on Christmas? That's what I ask. But then there are people who do it. Villains don't take holidays. <laughs> they are always villains. Evil does not rest. <laughs> That no, is true. and the people that, that think true. it does, that's the poor saps that get it oh, the most. Oh, God. For the people that think it does, woe be unto them. Keep on your toes. Oh, my God, Kendall. But it's down to us, or up to us, to count down the greatest, the baddest, the merriest Christmas villains of all time. We're going to count them down, doing a full-length countdown. Listeners are like, thank God. <laughs> and we're going to start with number 10. There's so many. My list is bulging, and I have checked it twice, like Santa. And it's just, I've got oh, so many there villains. Are so many things bulging in this booth. Oh, and not the ones that I wish were. Kendall, I hope you've got a space coin, a Christmas space coin to flip. I got it right here. I keep it right next to me at all times in case of an emergency countdown. So here we go. All right. I'm going to let you call it in the air. Heads for where Rudolph's shiny nose is. It's on his head. Wrong, Cliff. Tails. Damn it, damn it. Here we go. Number (laughs) 10. (laughs) Number 10, Kendall. I don't don't know why you're already laughing. You're already laughing. laughing. I I hope our listeners turn this show on laughing. Hopefully you've laughed oh. as you already. They get a show once a week. They don't ever stop laughing. They never do. They they listen to the show. They just keep laughing until the next one comes out. All right, number ten on the countdown of the Christmas villains. Cliff. Uh oh. Number ten. <gasps> Walter Hobbs from Elf. Walter Hobbs. Who is Walter? Also known as Dad. Dad. Oh. It was Elf's buddy's real dad. And he was just a jackass through that whole movie. Of course, unlike some Christmas villains, he did learn a little bit in the end. But he was still a Christmas villain. Still a a curmudgeonly dad. What a bitch. (gasps) What a bitch. (laughs) All right, that means number nine. Oh God! So many left. So many good oh, ones. This—it's outrageous how many good ones are left. I can't even begin to start with how good they are. Kendall, number nine. <gasps> the, this Christmas villain. I watched this movie long ago on your birthday when I put up my Christmas tree on November first, <laughs> and in celebration of well, and it was also uh, you know this movie. Let me see if you can guess it. All right, this character. Oh my god. First, so mean. So mean. He's a mean. He's uh, he's not even a psychiatrist, but he thinks kind of like he thinks he is. He's a guy, he works for a store and he's high he's not hired, he works there and he's asked to give this one other employee a psychological evaluation. The other employee happens to go by the name of Chris Kringle and this guy, his name is Mr. Sawyer. And he just has it out for old Chris Kringle, jolly old Saint Nick. And he's the one, he's the reason that Chris Kringle goes to the sanitarium and must stand trial on Christmas Eve to let it be known whether or not he's insane. It's because of this evil Mr. Sawyer who 
thank God, spoiler alert, Mr. Macy himself fires in the end from Macy's. I wouldn't shop at a store that employed this guy, Kendall. Too evil. <laughs> Cliff, I remember when I would watch that movie as a child. Like, I think the first time I saw that, that's when I really, like, knew there was evil in the world. Because they, they were put, they're putting poor Santa Claus on trial and having to, like, fight for his honor. It just, I was like, why are there mean people like this in it's the world? It's no wonder Chris just smacked him in his head with a cane. I'd do it, too. That's I've done a lot worse. Exactly. I'd, I'd be in prison for beating the shit exactly. out of him. Exactly. There you go. Evil villain number nine. There you go. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, 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 what are you talking about? I hope it's something merry and appropriate for the holiday season. Oh, and I, I hope you're getting ready to perform, dears. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Churn, and I have been rehearsing our number all morning. I can't wait to go on the air, dear, and perform with you. From what I've heard, it sounds amazing. I've it just been, does. I heard it echoing through the halls. It <laughs> Thank does. Thank you, dear. You know, it's magic when you guys sing together, and it will be magic when I sing later on in about 45 minutes or so. I'm scheduled to go on, and I've got, oh gosh, a medley of songs from my album in parentheses that fans just wouldn't let me leave out of a performance. And then I've got a medley of my new... I've got three new Christmas singles, and I've got so I've got to do part of them, and then all the while, and then Kendall is gonna, you're gonna pull out a card or something. Right? I've got, what you've got many playing. magic tricks to do as well. Oh, oh many well, ones, see little tiny together. ones. The two of you yeah. together get six minutes, so I'll let you divvy up your time. Oh <laughs> uh, well, he can have a. I'll take five and a half, and then whatever's left over. But it's gonna be so good. I've been rehearsing so hard, and of course I don't have to rehearse a lot because. Word just comes out. It's pretty good. But I do rehearse anyway. When you got it. You got it. It's true. And if you got it, flaunt it. You know. But it, I, this tuxedo that I have rented for this evening is really, it's a little tight through the bust area, I must say. You both do look so wonderful. Yeah, very <laughs> dapper, boys. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks. Well, you know, we would dress up like this more, but no. it is the most uncomfortable I've been in... I can't remember when, but, and we even had these made, like we had to have these taken out and, and modified. This cost a lot for these tuxedos. Oh, we were at Dairy Downs Tuxedo House and it cost double because of how much they had to let out the seats. But you know, unfortunately, it's been a week since they measured us, so that's why they're so they're tight. They're a little tight We've, by now. Of course, eating a lot since then. Right. So I would make a donation against toe fungus or whatever, but I, I can't afford it. I'm sort of wiped out by this whole tuxedo rental. Oh, dear. Well, that's all. At least you're performing. That's your donation to tonight's event. Yes. <laughs> Donating one's talents is very important, especially if you happen to be talented. No, it's the best, one of the best things you can do. <laughs> Uh, well, thank oh, well. you. I'm excited to share my talents as well and for Kendall to be alongside me. So, all right. Well, oh, they're, oh, they're going to ask you over there. I think somebody, that other, there's another magician, Kendall, the, the, the great what? Santini or something. He's oh, no, no, no. That is a different and, kind of magic. He is, no, no, no. That, that's a whole oh, different thing. Don't get me started. He's going to do good magic. Please okay. don't get him started, so, dear. There was an hour earlier. No, I don't. Want to hear it again? But, but Sugarlum, the great Santini, he's calling us over. I believe he wants to cut you in half. Oh, dear, wait, I told you. Oh, 
told you no fire for the performance, dear. We don't have the oh, insurance to cover that. No, and my suit isn't flame retardant. Bringing fire into a magic retain rookie mistake. You never do that when you're coming on to television. Why not? It's dangerous. Dangerous. Coming up on the countdown is number what? Seven, you said? Eight. Eight, eight. right? Haven't Ten you done it? It's yes. your turn, isn't it? Number eight. Number eight. Ooh, ooh. Do I want to pick next? <gasps> Cliff. He is a snowman. And he's also... Oh, he is, is he? Abominable. But he's also known by the friendlier name of Bumble. Oh, the Bumble. The Bumble from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know Dasher, and Dancer, and Prancer, and Vixen, Comet, and Cupid, and Donner, and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Now, we all love the Bumble. The Bumble is wonderful. It, there's another, uh, and I'm glad he's a much more lovable villain than the you know, the mean reindeer in the beginning. You know, the, the reindeer are so mean to Rudolph. Well, I prefer those villains that learn and grow, Cliff. That that's right. That's more of a, a happy Christmas villain for me. It is now. One thing is this acceptable these days? Doesn't it? At the end of the special. Hasn't Yukon Cornelius pulled out all the Bumble's teeth? Or the, the dentist yes. did? Uh, is that yeah. humane? Is that humane these days? <gasps> no, well, Cliff, it was a different time, of course. Different time. Different it, time. That's when it was acceptable to pull teeth out of an abominable snowman. Right, right. Nowadays, we don't talk about that. No. There must be another way. Must be another way. But that's a great, great pick, Kendall. And number seven. Oh, my oh God. This is a villain fits hand in hand with this abominable snowman because it's uh-huh. from the sister special of Santa Claus. It's coming to town. Oh, oh. Behave yourselves because Santa can still look into his magic snowball and see just what you're up to. And now that you know all about him, you can be darn sure that comes snow or high water, Santa Claus is coming to town. There is a villain in in that as well. I'm not choosing. I'm sort of doing the opposite of you. <laughs> well, there's a villain in that that learns their lesson and becomes an ally in the end, and that's the Winter Warlock, who is very scary, and they're afraid as they cross the mountain. But then turns out he's this old magical wizardy type, and the last of his magic is in this corn that makes reindeer fly. And not him. Not choosing him. I'm talking about. Oh, so mean. And I don't believe he learns a damn lesson at all. His name is Burgermeister Meister Burger, and he is in charge of Somber Town, and he's a villain. <gasps> Kendall, he hears that Chris Kringle, again with the Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle is coming over the mountain to Somber Town to deliver toys, and Burgermeister Meister Burger has had it. He's not having he it. He will allow no more toy makers to the king and yeah he's not having it kendall exactly right and he's just a mean old jerk of a bastard the whole time and but you know sometimes people don't change and that's a lesson for the children to learn at christmas as well sometimes the evil remain as such well you can't win them all cliff can't win them all not even on christmas 
It is a hard lesson for children to learn, too, that you, some people just can't be changed. Right. Miley Cyrus can't be tamed. Burgermeister Meister Burger can't be changed. It's a sad... Yeah, exactly. It's really deep. And you're hitting everybody like a wrecking ball. Uh, I'm, I just need the criterion to go ahead and release The Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Director's Cut. Oh, Cliff, sorry. I am so distracted yeah. by this dog act over there. Did you see th- what that poodle is doing? Oh, it took a big shit on that piano. Yeah, but he meant to. Like, he, how did he train him to do that? Wow. Like, that poo hit the letter D right at the right time. No, I, you know, th- there are limits to art. I'm sorry. I, dogs shitting on pianos. <laughs> we just found them. We just found the limit. As it plays the first Noel with bowel waste. No. That's a no. It's a no from me, dog. It's interesting. That's what somebody said in one of the comments of our show. I've found the limit of I art. i found my limits. This is it. This is beyond my threshold. Kendall. But we're not talking about that no, either. No. I'm asking you a question. Well, first I'm asking. I'm asking the listeners still, do you know what scratched my ankles? I don't. And now I have another big scratch. I have a big scratch on my knee. I don't know who did that. Was it a poltergeist? Oh, I feel a Netflix special coming out of all this. Cliff. The haunting of Cliff's tiny room in the old. I want to buy the rights right now. All right, we'll we'll <laughs> talk price during the commercial break, Kendall. But okay. before that, I want to ask you, what the food? W T F. What the food? What the food? What in the food are you talking about, Cliff? What in the food? Christmas edition. I've got a what the food <laughs> for you, Tinder. I reached down into my stocking, and this question is what came out. All right. Oh, okay. Kendall, which type of sweet bread loaf, which originated in Milan, is traditionally eaten at Christmas in Italy and many other European countries? Was it like Havaka or something like that? No, you're thinking of Hava Nagila, that song that they play. <laughs> this is uh, Panettone. It's, a, it's, it's like a sweet cakey bread that you can buy it in boxes too in america in places it's sort of you know it's one of these things it's it's not great or anything but it is it's a tradition but how many mince pies does the average british person eat over christmas time 18 oh no cliff you would no you know better that we would eat 40 but Uh. the average person is 27 27? I was thinking of somebody on Weight Watchers. Okay, sorry. I love those mince pies. Kendall, speaking of things you can stick, what would you stick into an onion when following a traditional bread sauce recipe? Uh, A hot dog. No, Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong-o. Cloves. That makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah, Oh, Cliff, in... Tudor times, they roasted a bird before putting it back together, including the feathers, and served it to impress guests at a Christmas banquet. Oh, lovely. Ugh. What bird was that that they served? Oh, was it a goose? No, you wish it was a goose. Goose? It was I a do. peacock. Oh! Isn't that terrible? That's why they that's... put the feathers back, because it was beautiful. Bizarro. Kendall, whoa! The red and white costume of Father Christmas was allegedly first introduced by which drinks manufacturer? Oh, Cliff, uh, half of that weight that I have here in my belly attributes to that company. It's Coca-Cola. Ah, you're right. 
Damn right I'm right. Cliff, in the old days, women in England who wanted to find a husband would eat what Christmas uh, thing for good luck? In the old days, the women, they would eat the chestnuts. No, no, Cliff. That no? was for, that was if they were looking for, you know, something else. This, oh, if they were looking ass. for, if they wanted to find a husband, they ate gingerbread men. Oh, crotch first. They wanted those out. sweet men. They didn't want those, you know, those jackasses. Nutties, nutty men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kendall, oh my God, finally for me. Oh my God. Oh my God. What beverage is also known as milk punch? Milk punch. Uh, eggnog? Uh, you damn right. A little bit little of egg, a little bit little of nog. Bit of nog. <laughs> I think Hawaiian punch oh. should come out with an eggnog milk punch at the holidays. Ooh, don't you think? That's a, yeah, a little fruitiness to it would be great, too. No, no, no. Don't do that. Uh, don't <laughs> do that. Hawaiian punch people don't do that. But, you know, I made the commercials and it's like, how do you, how would you like a little Hawaiian punch? But how would you like a milk punch? Don't you miss And they give them some eggnog. Yeah. I like to think somewhere they're still coming on. Hopefully. Uh, Another dimension. I can only hope. Uh, Bounce berry is another name for which Christmas berry? Oh, is that the baby Jesus berry, also known as the cranberry? Oh, yes. I thought I was like, "What is he talking about?" He's wrong, but you were right. Sweet little Jesus Berry, we didn't know who you were. Didn't know you'd come to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Do you find Christmas that at Christmas time? Did I call you Christmas or did I say Kendall? Who knows? I'll cu- I'll answer to anything. <laughs> I don't know. It's like when I set out to take my pills in the morning. If I hold the bottle long enough, I forget whether or not I've taken the pills. <laughs> um, 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 anyway, holidays. Do you find that at Christmas time? There are some songs like I could listen to that sweet little Jesus boy song. Over and over and over again, and I and it would never tire of it. Do you find that, Kendall? Oh, I I do find it, Cliff. I find it often. Sweet little Jesus boy, Jesus boy, they made you be born in a manger. And there are some songs that are sad Christmas songs that just come on like when I'm listening to those, you know, either like on the radio or just a playlist. And when they come on, I'm just like, oh, so sometimes I'm like, I can't, I can't do that right now. I'm out in public. I can't listen to that. Exactly, Kendall. Exactly. And now, okay, do we have time before the break to tell about one more Christmas villain? Oh, of course we do. Of course we do. Cliff, this next villain... He is big like us. He's he's about our size. Uh oh. Maybe maybe a little smaller. So big. But unlike us, he's made of bugs. Oh shit. And he also loves to sing. You're joking. You're joking. Well, well, well. What have we here? 
Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. Listen, of course, that's Oogie Boogie. He tries to eat Santa Claus. Has there ever been a worse kind of villain? Oh, my God. I would say that ranks near the top of bad things to do on Christmas is eat Santa Claus. And you better pay attention now, because I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong, because this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. Now, luckily for all of us, spoiler alert, He's not that hard to take down. You just unsew his little seams. Well, sort of Cliff, spoiler alert, that's like a lot of villains. <laughs> They're not that hard to take down if you find the place to pull the seam. They're Achilles' heel. Very good. Kendall, what mm-hmm. a good thing that you came up with there. I'm shocked. All right, uh, before we go to... <laughs> well, I'm going to continue to shock you for the Christmas <laughs> season. I want... This is a shock to all of us. You know, I mentioned before my Christmas singles that are coming out. Charles the Contractor, a.k.a. DJ Drywall and I, DJ Backwards Cap, not DJ Jennifer. DJ Jennifer and I have parted ways. But DJ Butt Stuff, we've all been working on Christmas singles for the holiday season this year. And i got three coming out. And Kendall, I want you to pick the one to debut in this episode right now. You can choose between the three. I'll tell you, I'll describe them for you, okay? Okay. You can choose the one. There's like a, a general, uplifting, happy holidays Christmas song. There's, was that DJ Drywall or DJ Butt Stuff? That was DJ Butt Stuff. DJ Drywall okay. did, uh, he did this one. This one is one of those that makes you think about others and about the need to give and the spirit of Christmas, but also how it can be like, oh, think about the people who are suffering. There's one about that, too. That was DJ Drywall. And DJ- okay, definitely not that one. Oh, that one's a good one. All right, we'll do that one later. It's because of DJ Drywall. Well, the Kendall prejudice has no place in the holiday season. Cliff, I had a list of shit for him to do while he was in there DJing your songs, and of course he was like, I'm way too busy. You, So I want to hear the DJ butt stuff. What, butt stuff? All right, well, there's one more. There's also DJ okay. Backwards Cap, and his is one for all the sex-obsessed listeners out there. It's just about how Christmas can be a sexy time, too. So you, those are well, your three. Clip, I, I do agree with you. It could it could be a sexy time, but let's go with DJ Butt stuff because that seems uplifting, uh, and that's is. what I think everybody needs right now. All right, this one is called "Happy Holidays." Then in parentheses, all around the world, oh, enjoy. Happy oh, I love it. All right, we'll be back. Around the world, it's Christmas time today. For all the boys and girls. He knows your darkest deeds Like when you cut your sister To see if she would bleed Stockings by the fire Gifts under the tree I sure hope Santa Brings me some DVDs Rappy gifts now Tape, rappy gifts now Scissors, rappy gifts now Ribbon, rappy gifts now Name tag, elves have been working All year for this If you don't get what you want Try not to act Snowflakes falling and sand uncles calling. Try not to act, try not to act, try not to act. And sand uncles. 
try not to act, try not to act, piss. Your mama made the stuffing that you really like. So don't be a little shit if you don't get a bike. It's happy holidays all around the world. It's Christmas time today for all the boys and girls. I believe in miracles, and I believe Cliff and Kindle will be right back after this. And everything on it's a Toys R Us. Only $9.97 for NASA's Smurf AM radio and headset. From Luco, the Jackson's Thriller and Victory Discs, $8.97 each with Michael's picture right on them. And only $18.97 for Roth American's Raggedy Ann toy card. We've got enough toys to fill it up. Prophecy has been fulfilled. Cliff and Kindle are back. Rep your gifts now. Tape. Rep your gifts now. Scissors. Rep your gifts now. Band-Aid. Rep your gifts now. 911. My little sister cried today. I should have shopped Black Friday. Oh, happy holidays all around the world. It's Christmas time today for all the boys and girls. It's time for Christmas songs and time for Christmas lights. If that makes me wrong, then I don't want to be right. Snowflakes falling, relatives are calling. Kendall, how much did you love that single? How much of a classic is it going to be in tw- in ten years? Is it going to be the new "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? Well, Cliff, I can't predict how the public is going to react. Um, that's not the right answer. But for me, it will be that. Oh, it will be that for all is what your answer should be. And if Mariah's Carey, <laughs> I'm just saying I can't predict the future. I don't uh, know. Uh, 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 that's a bad attitude. You'd never say that about something of your own. I want Mariah's Carey's people to, if they're out there, you can add us at Cliff and Kendall if she'd like to cover that song, or any of my other upcoming Christmas singles. All right, but enough about me, Kendall. Enough about my incredible side music career. What have you got enough about to you. say? I'm eating Butterfingers that I found over here left over from Halloween. I'm, I've had the equivalent of 17 king-size ones in small, fun-size packages. Oh, I meant to tell you, look what I found over here, and I cannot believe it's still over here. It's some St. Patrick's Day sherry that was left over from Oh long, my God, long ago. how did that even And exist? you know, I can't drink it because I'm off the sauce, but here, I wanted to pass it over to you. Well, I'll, t- I'll keep it over here on my side, and then when the occasion arises, you know, it's when we got to pull out the good stuff on a special occasion, then... Yeah, yeah. I just, I forgot to tell you that it was there. Anyway, Cliff, yes, we are moving on down or up the list of Christmas villains. Down or up, depending upon how you want to look at it. 
And that means we're ready for... Oh, sakes alive. Number five. Sakes alive. Let's hear it. Holy, holy, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I got to depend on you and the Lord here on getting some of these. Well, this is right. a trust exercise, Cliff. We got to depend on each other. Every, every, it's, this is one of uh, nearly 700th trust exercise in a row, Kendall. We're getting very close. <laughs> it, it just brings us so much closer. A side note can you believe that it will, in, in, in weeks, we will do our 700th episode? What do you think about that? Uh, can and can't believe big it. Big 700. All right. <laughs> anyway, Kendall, back to number five. Oh, God. All right. Number five. I'm going to say. God. Kendall, number five. Let me see if you can guess who it is. This guy is just. Well, you know how that always goes. So. That's all right. We'll try it again. Get the, I got to have the Christmas spirit. And I think that you might can do it this time. All right. He's just so mean. He's so mean, and he, he, he has a fantasy that he just wants to rule the town, and he doesn't care whose backs he has to step on, and you know he money, money, money is what rules this guy. He sees things, he sees good things happening where he lives, things that don't involve him, things that are helping people, and his feeling is that he needs to squash it like a bug he wants to corrupt the incorruptible do you know who i'm talking about uh uh are you talking about scrooge no but he is a scrooge like character in a movie that one day oh yes what you have a second guess wait is uh, yeah is it i mean is it mm, is it mr potter Mr. Potter from Bedford Falls, or could be, oh, in a terrible alternative version of the present Potterville, or Potter's Field, whatever the fuck. Yes, Mr. Potter, the evil, from It's a Wonderful Life, one day He even reads Scrooge in the movie. Oh, does he? Well, it's very on target. He's No wonder he looked up to him so much, if only he had made it to the end of the book. $20,000 a year. You wouldn't mind living in the nicest house in town, buying your wife a lot of fine clothes, a couple of business trips to New York a year, maybe once in a while Europe. You wouldn't mind that, would you, Jones? Would I? You're not talking to somebody else around here, are you? You know, this is me. You remember me? George Bailey. George Bailey. George Bailey, whose ship has just come in. Provided he has enough brains to climb aboard. How about the building and loan? Oh, confounded man, are you afraid of success? I'm offering you a three years contract at $20,000 a year starting today. Is it a deal or isn't it? Just what a big fat jerk, ruled by money, (laughs) has no morals whatsoever. Will stop at nothing for his own... Greed and lust for power. A terrifying villain. You sit around here and you spin your little webs and you think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't, Mr. Potter. In In the whole vast configuration of things, I'd say you were nothing but a scurvy little spider. That he is. That he is, Cliff. That he is. All right, I have to eat more Butterfingers, Kendall, while you tell us. (laughs) Oh, 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 wait. 
Are we so excited to hear our song, dear? We've been warming up backstage. Oh, yes, in mere moments, boys. Mrs. Potter Butter Butterturn and I are going to walk out on that stage and sing a Christmas classic for the benefit of all the sufferers of toe fungus. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you guys stopped by before you went out so we can wish you break a leg. I am, too. Break a leg. And do you, won't you give us a little taste of the number? For you to go out there. Oh, dear. Well, I don't know. What do you think, dear? Oh, well, it couldn't hurt, Sugar Lump, to rehearse one more time. Oh, I really can't stay. Oh, maybe it's cold outside. Oh, I've got to go away. Oh, but dear, it's cold outside. Oh, this evening has been... Oh, I've been hoping that you dropped in. So nice and warm. Oh, oh, oh that's... Y'all are going to do so great. Oh, the light's flashing over there. I think that means it's showtime. Goodness, dear, we, we better get over there and get ready, dear. I don't want to have to run on the stage at the last minute. We're coming, dear. Oh, wow. They're going to do so oh. well. But, Cliff, moving on up the list. Number three. Oh! Oh! Oh. Wait, hold on. Before we get moving up the list, we've got more things to do. What we doing? We got some Christmas cleaning tips for you. Oh yeah. Given the success of Clean Week, so it's many episodes ago. Clean Week, a recurring segment. It's clean Week for Christmas. Yeah. You know this is my time to shine. It's my All time right. To shine. I'm sit back. Eat butterfingers. But first, first things first is you can. I know. I know that if everyone has been paying attention, I've said it before. You clean the inside and outside of your windows in the beginning of fall, just so you're nice and clean. But at this point, when you go to put up Christmas lights in your windows, or if you're putting uh, a you know, candle in each window, that's the time. Just give them a nice wipe down from the inside. Candle in the windows. And keep those windows nice and clean mm. so you can see the candles from the street. All right, all right, all right, all right, that's what it is. Clean up those windows. I love it. Candle clean your windows. That's a great tip. Here's another one. For varnished floors or woodwork, you know, you know what you can do to clean it? You don't even have to go out of your house. You've got this in the kitchen. Just pour tea on it. Tea. 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 And I suggest. That sounds like a terrible idea. No. I suggest. Now, this isn't in the South where it's sweet tea and so half of it is oh. sugar. This is just regular tea. Again, you didn't give me all the facts. Got it. I have to say, yeah, it's this is non-Southern. Kendall, get out of your own fat head for just Got a it. second. Anyway, Kendall, I suggest that you use tea to scrub the floors as and make it sort of like a prank. Like you say, oh, hey, dear, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. And so you make him a cup of tea, and then you just slop it on the floor and give, and give him a scrub brush and say, hey. <laughs> one lump or two. One lump, or, that's right. That's what you'll get if you, if you try that prank. I think that's a great, <laughs> great tip. Just pour your tea on the floor. Rub it around. Yeah. Well, hey, Cliff, I, you know what I say. As long as you're cleaning, I don't care how you do it. Next, Cliff, when you're putting up your Christmas lights on the roof or around the edge of your house, that's a good time to sweep off those old leaves that have been collecting in the gutter or in the eaves or in the corners. That's what I always do. That's the only time I like to get on the roofs, put up Christmas lights. That might as well be the time I do it. Hot tip, hot tip. Kendall, this is a really hot tip because this is a problem I've heard so many people say that they have, especially around the holidays. If, uh, if wax has built up on the felt pads of your floor polisher, 
Place the pads between several thicknesses of paper towels and press with a warm iron. And the towels will quickly absorb the old wax. Kendall, what a... That's a tip from Santa himself. Straight from the workshop. And then hit it with a little tea. Then if it's a, if you need a, you know, extra shine. When you said it's the thing that's bothering everybody, I thought you were going to say depression. But yeah, the wax is another problem. Never, All right, Cliff. Yeah. A lot of us know that things can get crazy during the holidays, especially if you're having a lot of people over to your house. So if you're trying to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K, then you're going to need a retreat. You're going to need to set up a, a, a happy place for you to go that's clean. So you just clean your bedroom. Make sure you get you dust under the bed. Get all the you know get everywhere. Dust everywhere. Clean out the drawers. Put some candy in your nightstand. Some water so you have all the things you need when you retreat from those family members that are driving you crazy. Bitch, I'm loca. Hey, loco, loco. I mean, they're out there arguing about waxing their upper lip. Oh, my God, Kendall. Well, if she wouldn't buy such cheap damn hot dogs. All right, all right. Kendall, now, I've seen you do this countless times, and it was also a recent subplot on, I believe, Curb Your... No, it wasn't. Was it Curb Your Enthusiasm? Where they kept walking into the the glass door. Did you see this? It's on a new... Yes, yeah, it was. Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right, anyway, Kendall. Kendall does this all the time, and children do, too. Everybody can sometimes walk into a closed sliding glass door, but to help people avoid it, youngsters especially, won't you put some tape or uh, some Christmas wrapping paper at eye level so that people will know instinctively, oh, don't walk over there because that's not just a, a doorway, it's glass. I love it. I love it. You know, in the film industry... They put uh, X of tape on all the glass when people aren't on set because people will walk right right into it. I will if it, it, if it didn't. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. Cliff, when everybody's opening presents, one little great tip that it, that a lot of people don't know about is hide some little trash receptacles around the room. Like maybe incorporate them in the decoration, or just have some bags underneath, stuffed under some chairs, so everybody can pull out some trash bags and throw that. Wrapping paper in there so you're not accumulating this big thing you got to pick up later. I love the idea of having just a big garbage can in your living room right next to the tree all season long. No. Just in a, case you have no, some wrapping a, paper you need to throw away. I think that's how you should do it. No, it's when you're opening presents with a group and you have like, you can decorate like a candy cane or something. So you're like, oh, give me that candy cane over there and throw all our gift wrap in it. <sighs> Kendall, you know what was just what a what a horrible thing that happens even on Christmas Day. It happens in the winter when your lock is frozen. Have you encountered Ooh, this? I think I have in my life. Yeah. No, not recently because of global warming, but it can happen still in cooler climates. And here's what you should do: take your cigarette lighter or a match that you have for your cigarettes, and you heat it up with that. Heating utensil. Heat it up. Don't ever force the key like I do. I try to hulk out and force it. And I know it's about to break the hell off and then I'm really screwed. But turn it gently. Gently, Kendall. Softly and gently. Turn the heated key in the lock. Yeah, I think it's been since I had a car that required a key to open the the side door. Because now they, you know, they have a remote usually. So my car has a remote. Not all of us are Rockefellers, Kendall. Not all of us. (laughs) That's all my tips I got for you. That's all. That's That's tips for a cleaner Christmas from Cliff and Kendall.
So clean it up. Oh, they look, they just finished singing. Oh, everybody uh, loved them. They loved them so much, of course. They are still, oh, they're still applauding. The, even the cameramen have taken their hands off the camera and are applauding. Look, look I can see on the monitor the camera's dropping. You better pick it back up. Oh, 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 it's oh terrific news. Oh, it seems during our song that donations against toe fungus tripled. Oh, they had to add extra numbers to the total bowl. Oh, imagine what it's going to do when you go out there. I'm sure, listen. You th- shoot through the roof. They're going to need more numbers. More ele- <laughs> We're going to need more numbers. They're going to need a bigger board. They're going to need a bigger board. We're due to go on here very soon. Oh, dear, I hope so. We'll take it. All right. Well, so uh, oh, there, there, that's the, the guy from the newspaper wants to take y'all's picture to because since you raised so much money against toe fungus. <laughs> for the oh, newspaper. Oh, oh, oh I, well, I have to be on the left side. That's my better side. Oh, yeah. Let me show my my hair is on straight. Oh, my goodness. They're such celebrities, Cliff. I can't wait to see what you do out there. I can't wait to see what you do. I'll try to watch. All right, Kendall, number three. Oh, oh, OMG. OMG. What was number four? No. no, number four. Oh, okay. It's you. Okay. We're at number four. Good. Yes, Cliff. Uh, this one, let's see how I'm going to best describe him. I think I'll just put it into song. <gasps> Here he comes now, the big hand. Mr. White Christmas, I'm Mr. Snow, I'm Mr. Icicle, I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snowmiser, whatever I touch, turns to snow in my clutch, Cliff, he's Snowmiser. I'm too much, And the Heat Miser, they're both the villains. I know, they are both villains, and I didn't want to, I started to say Snow Miser and Heat Miser, and I sensed a big veto coming on saying, no, duos. So I thought, no. well, he's the bigger protagonist in the story, so I went with Snow. Uh, you mean antagonist, and I'm going to go ahead and ve- right. veto uh, just the one, I'm going to veto that and say you must include both. Sure, Cliff, he's Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> Mr. Green Christmas, I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister, I'm Mr. Hundred and One. They call me Heat Miser, whatever I touch, start to melt in my clutch. <laughs> I'm too much. But, you know, but they are villains, they're, they're so mean. But they, they yeah. got to have them. They got to have them so it'll snow in Southtown. It's the only way they can do it. That's the year without a Santa Claus, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it almost it was. was a year without a Santa Claus. Almost, almost. Oh my God! Can't believe how close we came. All we right, always come Kendall. so close, Cliff. But before we get to number two, oh yeah, there's more business. To or take number care three, of. yes. Before we get to two or three, there's more business. There's some. Stupid things that everybody should know. Not stupid. They're not stupid. They're things you should know. <laughs> All right. If you insist, things. I was, I was trying to do a mashup segment there for a second. Uh, do do what you feel, Kendall. Do do what you do. do what do, you feel. All right. Start us out, Cliff. It's your turn. Kendall, in the Carol, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. What is the prettiest sight to see? Is 
the the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your, your own, own front door. door. Right. I mean, I could find prettier things than that, but it, that's pretty pretty. It's pretty. Nothing's prettier than that when you get down to it, Kendall. Down to brass I'm tacks. thinking of the buffet. Cliff. <clears throat> Who dishes up the figgy pudding in Charlie Dickens' uh, classic Christmas Carol? Figgy pudding? Is that uh, Miss Piggy? Mrs. Cratchit? (laughs) Well, sure, yeah, Mrs. Cratchit. That's right, Cliff. I know it's hard to discern Um, Muppets from anything in our lives anymore. I don't want to. All right, Kendall, what Christmas song's second verse begins with See the blazing Yule before us? Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Down the angel tide carol. Fa la la. Is it just fa la 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 la? What? It's not the name of it. No, it is not. I know this. What I did, I did this on your birthday. Did you? While I watched Miracle on 34th Street, mean old Mr. Sawyer. He try. He's trying to give this other young kid who loves deck to play the Santa, halls with Bally. Deck him the a, halls. There you go. There God. you go. God damn it. You got me with the second verse and my brain wouldn't say the first one. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Anyway, all right, Cliff. Here's another one for you. In the classic Christmas movie, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What were they? What, stink, stank, stunk? That's right. Oh, I think you mean... That's right. All right, Kendall. In the song, The Little Drummer Boy, who kept time and accompanied the little drummer boy? These people um, kept time. It wasn't Wycliffe and Kendall kept time. Cliff and Kendall ate lunch. Uh, Cliff, it was the watchmaker. No, Kendall, while the ox and lamb kept time. Uh, I forgot they were destined to keep time. I forgot. Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, Kendall, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Who puts an ox and a lamb in charge of keeping time? Come the on. little drummer boy. He was just a boy, Kendall, for God's sake. Well, I hope he learned by now, Cliff. What, uh, which one of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday mascot? Which one of his reindeer has the name of another holiday mascot? Cupid. Yes. Cupid. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. I do. I like Vixen's holiday best. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. in the song, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe. Where did Mommy tickle Santa Claus? I saw Mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white, wasn't it? No, his balls. Oh, so, oh no, his beard. Came it came later. Beard. That came later when the kid wasn't watching. Sorry, my didn't have my glasses on there. Yes. Damn right. Uh, Cliff, I got one more for you. One right. more. Uh, Cliff, in the movie Elf, which we were discussing earlier, what was the first rule of the Code of Elves? Uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff, the uh, first rule of the Code of Elves is always talk about Christmas. Close. Treat every day like Christmas. Why can't every day be like Christmas? Why can't this feeling go on endlessly? For if every day 
was just like Christmas. What a wonderful world this would be. Is that in your set? Kendall. 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 Uh, no, I, I'm doing all originals. Which it, we got to oh. go quick, Kendall, because my set's coming up in like okay, 10 okay, 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 less okay. than t- less. Less, well, let's, all right, Cliff, let's move it on up the list to number three. No, you did number three? Yes. No, I did not. Oh, number three. That's your turn. Number three. Kendall, holy God in heaven. Not He's not the villain of the Christmas story. It's, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up, but I don't know which to go with. Well, it's a tie. It's a tie between two. It's really a tie between three, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the tie between two, Kendall, is one of them, oh, it's just an ism. And as this guy says in Miracle on 34th Street, there's a lot of bad isms going around, but one of the worst of them's got to be commercialism. And commercialism, though a minor antagonist in Miracle on 34th Street, it, I would say it is the main villain of a Charlie Brown Christmas. People want just a regular damn Christmas, but all Charlie Brown can find is people obsessed with commercialism. Christmas is gone. Commercial. Doesn't it harken back to a simpler time when we thought that one of the worst things, one of the worst things, was the commercialism of Christmas? But, you know, that's it's another time, as we've well, said. Well, that, that's the thing they talked about as being the worst right, thing. Right, right. And another time, another time. Incidentally, I know how you feel about all this Christmas business, getting depressed and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate. Anyway, Kendall, don't ask for real estate. Don't ask for 10s and 20s for Christmas. Uh, you know, it's, uh, ask for a little tree that sheds all of its uh, things every time you pick it up. All right, Kendall, commercialism. Oh, what a villain. Ooh, evil. And, and it ties. And that was a tie with who? Coming up. This is a tie <laughs> with a pair. A pair of villains, a pickled pair. They're often pickled. Are they wet? They are very wet, and, and they don't know why the carpet is all wet, Todd. Well, obviously something had to break the window. Something had to hit the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. And it's Todd <laughs> and Margo. They happen to be the neighbors of the Griswolds. <laughs> In Christmas, I thought you were gonna. Vacation. I thought you were gonna say the Wet Bandits. No, those I uh, have. Sorry, Wet Bandits. I have to relegate you to number eleven. They were number eleven. They didn't make the list. This is another pair. Yeah, they uh, are wet that, though because that, the lights flash on and they have a picture of martinis and it just goes everywhere. I don't know. No, no, no. And so you know, should they get a Christmas tree? Boom, one comes right through. The window, and they, and as all villains do, in the end, they turn on themselves. When Elaine finally comes back, you know, she's gone over, she was mauled by the squirrel at the Griswold's house, and she comes back, socks Todd right in the face, punches him over the couch. <laughs> and all villains eventually turn on each other. Let that never be forgotten. And Todd and Margot from Christmas Vacation are no exception. There were three villains in that movie. The other one was Frank Shirley, his boss, who he once brought right down from his happy house in Melody Lane. He was, anyway. he was, yeah, but I, I went with Todd and Margot. No, it's a good choice. I agree. 
All right, Cliff, number two on the, oh, I'm getting hungry. Number two on the list. Uh, let's see how I want to describe this one. Now, he lives all by himself. Mm. All by himself. He's a loner. Mm. Uh, it's a rebel. He lives, uh, he's a recluse. Mm. And he doesn't like people. Mm-mm. He doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like all the commercialism of Christmas either, if you so want to be far, true about it. So far, you're describing me, Kendall. Am I the second greatest Christmas well, villain? Cliff, I'm. What I'm getting at is that we have a lot more in common with this person than we ever thought we would. Cliff, he's a mean one. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Mr. Grinch, you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. He's got termites in his soul. Oh, stink stink. He's a mean one. His name is the Mr. Grinch. Not the Mr. Grinch, but he is Mr. Grinch. He is. Oh, at least. I wouldn't touch him with a 25 and a half foot pole. No, Kendra. I mean, I would so much rather have a seasick crocodile in my house than the damn Grinch. Come on. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. He's got termites in his smile. You don't want yeah. that around you. I don't know. I don't. So the Grinch. Oh, definitely number two, which leads us to numero uno, another Grinch character. The worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. Oh, the most hated of many. And, uh, you know, some call him Mr. Humbug. Hated and cursed. There goes Mr. Grimm. Oh, if they gave a prize for being mean. The winner would be him. His name, ooh. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grim. If they gave a prize for being me, the winner would be him. Old Scrooge, he loves his money because he thinks it gives him power. If he became a flavor, you can bet he would be sour. Ooh. I get, a, I get a shiver down my spine when you even mention his name. Because, man, oh, man. Another uh, greed. Mr. Humbug. Humbug, greed, and humbug. But, luckily, if you're going to be the Grinch and you're going to be Scrooge, be like them at the end of the movie when they're nice. And he, he tells that little boy, he says, give me that goose that's as big as you are from the window. And he takes it down to the old Cratchit homestead. So mistreated all these years. Anyway, Kendall, the Ebenezer Scrooge of it all. Number one, Ebenezer Scrooge. With a thankful heart, with an endless joy, with a growing family, every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me. Nephew and niece to me. Will bring love, hope, and peace to me. Love, hope, and peace to me. Yes, and every night will end. And every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart. But we gotta yes. get with you on stage. Smile. You're about oh, to start. You're so about. Where's your to... magic trick stuff? Your hat with the rabbit and all that. Oh, Cliff, I got a couple things up my sleeve. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh boy, it's terrible news. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, dear. I'm so sorry to oh, say this to you. Oh, yes. oh, this close to Christmas. 
Yes, it seems the postmistress from Busseltown was playing the water glasses, and she's decided to do all the verses to It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, and there's simply no more time for either of your axe boys. <laughs> Didn't anybody bring a hook? Didn't anybody bring a book? Or a Kindle's trying, he, are you trying to be like Dr. Seuss? Kindle, this is terrible. I've got so many songs. No, a hook to hook them off stage. Oh, I don't know. Kendall, we got to discuss this off the air. It's I have too many bad words coming up in the back of my throat to say Ooh, while we're yeah, still it's a good, recording. Good point. Well, and, well before I'm, we leave, yeah, I'll share a happy little quote that I have for you. All right. That's a lot happier than whatever you're about to say. Christmas will always be as long as we stand heart to heart and hand in hand. As we have of course, Dr. we. Seuss, said that. Kendall, I, I do have a, a, a Christmas quote that's going to turn everybody's spirits around here at this disappointing final moments of the show. Hello. I'm Doris Day, and I just wanted to say that Christmas is the one time of year when we seem to stop and realize how lucky we are. I hope you're doing that today, as I am, and I hope, too, that you're having the happiest Christmas yet with your family and friends. Merry Christmas. And if that doesn't mean Christmas, I don't know what does, Kendall. Merry that Christmas. That was wonderful, dear. That was wonderful. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I fell asleep. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I really am a mean and despicable creature at heart, you know. It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to goods is easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking across the floor Put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door You never will get where you're going If you never get up on your feet Come on, there's a good tailwind blowing A fast walking man is hard to beat Put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking across the floor Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking out the door Happy holidays, Kendall!